Yo, yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm Mary Graffiti. And I'm Davey. How you feeling, bro? Hey, I'm feeling great today. You already know the sun is out, it's shining. We in a beautiful gentrified rhino area. <laughs> the gentri gentrify site. Yup. Yeah, man. You know the shit's changed up. When uh I was on the around the corner, I ain't gonna say exactly where, because I was doing something I wasn't posted. Uh, but I, I was around the corner and you know you got white people on scooters. Where the Crips used to be at, yep. your shit is gentrified, man. Mm. Your shit is gentrified, but we living out here. We got a special guest in the building. I just came off the uh, Global Dance Festival. Yeah, man. It's been a long time in the works right here. We know this guy for a minute, man. I know y'all seen him around. Y'all heard his music. It's One Shot Dot. Let's clap it up for One Shot. Make some noise. Make some noise. Fellas, fellas, fellas. <laughs> Talking to Mike, bro. Fellas, fellas. Hey, there we go. Good fellas. How you feeling, bro? Feeling great, man. Feeling, feeling blessed. So, for the people who don't know, who are you and what do you do? Um, my name is Lauren, but hey. I'm known as on the entertainment side as One Shot Dot, and I'm like a hip hop artist, but like more of a silent leader. Mm, um, okay. okay, we're listening. Talk about that silent leader. I just lead by example. Okay. You know, I don't really go back and forth with these niggas. Just <laughs> <laughs> living your best life. <laughs> nah, but really, I just, you know, I just, I just at a point in my career and just like everything I'm doing, I'm just letting my work be the proof in my pudding. Mm. And uh, oh, my bad, bro. You got to spit the gum out. My results. Mm. My results. Um, thank you. Thank I'm just you. out here, you know, creating results for myself. Okay. Right. You know, so I just I'm focused on that right now. Okay. We yeah. we definitely do see that. So man, it's it, man, it's a lot. Man, where should we start? It's a right. lot. We when we got guests that we actually fuck with and like know, <laughs> you can talk about whatever. Yeah. Um, off the gate, you're much more zen and calm. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying that. I'm, like, a, I'm growing like the up. old dot would it like beat a nigga up on the way in? <laughs> hey, what's going on with you niggas, man? Hey. Yeah, I was, the craziest thing about that is like, you know, I was, I went through a phase in my life where I was mad about a lot of things. You know, I'm frustrated about like where I was at career wise. Felt like I should have been farther ahead in just like personal matters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And not to say I necessarily took it out on people, but like. There was a, there was, there was like, there was a method to my madness. Like I wasn't like tripping for no reason. I feel like, but I'm at a point in my life where I just like I understand like why I'm here, and I'm like, I'm not insecure as I might have been at one time. Right. So I just like my path is like laid out before me. So I just like. I'm not sweating nothing no more, you know what I mean? I know exactly who I am, what I'm doing, and, like, what my place on this planet is. And when I was younger, I didn't know that. So right. in the midst of trying to figure that out, I had I, I had to bump my head a few times. But the crazy thing that like, I deal with now is, like, everybody knows I'm way more chill and calm and more, <laughs> like, I'm more of an introvert now than I used to be. I kind of keep to myself. Wow. Spend a lot of time alone. But... People like use it against me. They know yeah, that they right. know that I found my peace. Oh, so they, so, the, so this, is, this is the ideal time to trip on Doc because uh, Doc mm. might not trip back because he's doing good and he's happy and he's enjoying his life and shit. 
Right. You know, but that's just like that comes with the process because anytime you're doing good, there's going to be things that try to knock you off course, whether it's, you know, work, family, friends, enemies, like anything could come your way. But it only happens when you're doing well. Right. So, like, when these things try to knock you off course, you just have to remember you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. If nobody's trying to knock you off your stride, that means you ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? That's right. real because I always feel like the devil never, like, tries to attack you head on. You know, it's always – the devil always tries to deceive or distract. Yeah. It's never, like, just straightforward. Like, no, absolutely not. And especially he'll he'll use people that, like, or situations that you would least expect to, like, put you under attack. And, you know, you just have to be mindful of these things. And you have to be able to, like, you know, let it roll off your shoulder and just continue to do what you're doing. Right. Because, obviously, you're on the verge of something powerful or great or helpful or, you know, intuitive or, you know, trendsetting, whatever, creative. Right. Um you know, because the enemy don't want you to succeed in, in on any level of life. Mm. You know, he wants your social life to be fucked up. He wants your career life to be fucked up. He wants, you know, just anything. There's so many, there's so many layers to an individual, social, physical, spiritual, that you know, it just takes. You can just mess up one of those things and then I'll throw everything else off. Right. So you have to be in tune with that. Like, you just got to understand, like, you have to balance every single thing all at once Mm. as best as you can in order to, like, progress. Right. Do you feel like that changed up the dynamics of some of your, like, personal relationships with people? Because I'm be honest, like, right now. If this interview was a few years back, I'd be like, man, we finna go in on niggas. We got Dot in here. Yeah. This shit finna be wild. But right. now it's like everybody done grown and matured. But do people still, do they not grow with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely say like the music business or like success, you're going to lose a lot of friends along the way. And that's like the most unfortunate part about it because you, you like – when you first get in, it's like, yeah, team, yeah, squad, gang, yeah, yeah. Right. And then once you start uh, progressing and, like, are able to enter some of these rooms, you you have to realize, like, sometimes you have to enter that room alone. Mm. And if you're not, uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not strong enough to, like, stand on your own, too, you won't make it in those rooms. You know, I don't really, like, I don't try to shove my music down people's throat. I don't, oh, I got a new song. Play, listen, listen. Uh, uh. I don't be in niggas' inboxes and in their comments and all that shit trying to force music down people's throat. Right. But for somehow, my music's more successful now than it's ever been. Mm. What do you think has been the, the key to that? Has it been relationships? Has it been you, you more so just finding what your sound is now? or um, I think it's a combination of all those things. I think more or less... Uh, I just had to change. Like, your blessings only gonna really come when you, uh, you know, you focus on like just being better you. You know what I mean? I didn't even really focus on. Oh, I need to make better music, or I need to meet this person. It's like, let me just get myself together. You know what I mean? Right. Let me take care of myself. Let me be healthy. Let me 
develop health, healthy habits and surround myself with healthier friends and things like that. And eventually, like, the things that you want come. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, how they always say, like, guys don't won't give you or put you in a place that you're not ready to handle or, you know, things. And he really won't. So, like, if you're not, like, mentally, physically, and just, like, in a place where you can handle certain things, Mm-hmm. If I had the success that I had right now when I was 23, I would have fucked it up. Right. That's you know right. what I mean? Right. But I wanted to be the biggest rap star in the world when I was 23. Mm-hmm. And I like people that like follow my career, I always always known that I had the talent, but like sometimes I was my own worst enemy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like bro, I've been I've been doing music since I was 11 years old. I did my first rap show when I was 11 years old. And lately, I just been kind of reflecting on just like my whole journey through this process. And anytime I try to like force the issue, I always ended up, you know, putting myself in a bad situation. You know, not everybody's familiar with my story. You know, and obviously, no one's really as familiar with my story as I am. Right. So like, at this point, I'm just like, I'm cool with it all. You know, what I mean, there's a lot. There was a lot of days that a lot of people counted me out, and I know that, you know what I mean? And that's okay. Like, I would have counted myself out, too, if I was somebody else, you know? You go to the penitentiary when you're 20 years old, and you fucking, you know, you're in and out of jail and dealing with, you know, other personal matters and shit. You fucking... And you're a hip-hop artist. You're trying to put your life on display, but a lot of bullshit's happening. Right. So everybody's pointing out, oh, this motherfucker, look here. Look what happened to Dot. Look what happened to Dot, you know? And that's cool and all that, but that also is what made my story authentic. Right. So speaking of kind of like a, a little bit of your, your early history and, and early on in that story, so you were so you were running the streets kind of early. What, what kind of got you into absolutely, that lifestyle? Absolutely. I mean, I... My family is, uh, I come from, I mean, you know, I'm black. We didn't, I wasn't, I didn't come from privilege, you know what I mean? Right. People think that, like, if you're from Colorado or whatever, that we ain't got no hoods or whatever. Like, bro, we was poor as shit, you know? We grew up, I grew up in a house with my grandmother, and she had me. My older sister, my older brother, my little brother, my two female cousins, like, and we're all in a three-bedroom apartment, but there's six kids, you know what I mean? And my grandma and shit, we ain't had shit, you know? And then, you know, growing up, it was, it was, my parents weren't always there, and then, you know, they were in and out, they were dealing with their own things, you know? But luckily, I had my grandmother, because she was kind of like the rock of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, you know... You know, in in my teenage years and shit, like, I played sports. And that's the only time I went to school, though, so I could stay eligible. Right, right. And then when I wasn't playing basketball, I had a backpack full of weed. And i come to school and i sell that shit. You know, my older brother, you know what I mean, he was in the game. He's five years older than me. So, like, anything he told me or anything I saw from him, I was going to follow that path. Five years is like that age gap to where everything they do is cool to your ass. It wasn't two years. It wasn't one year older. Five years. 
So when he was 15, I was 10, you know what I mean? So he came home in the Georgetown pullover and shit. I'm like, I got to get me one of them mm. motherfuckers. You know, the starter jackets and shit like that. He come home with the Reebok pumps and shit. I need them, you know what I mean? So it's like, I kind of like, I think that's what like inspired me to like embrace my sound and shit like that because... Like, I used to steal my older brother's CDs. He always had the fucking newest Tupac, the newest whatever, DJ Quig, fucking Spice One, E-40, just like all the crazy West Coast shit. He always had it. I used to always steal his shit. And I stole my grandma's tape player, and I used to listen to that shit walking to school every day. So you got to understand, I'm listening to shit, talking about gang banking and right. robbing and stealing. And then I got to go to math class <laughs> in a fucking Cherry Creek School District. Right. And this motherfucking teacher's talking about some shit that these rappers ain't talking about. So I really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Wow. And like... Looking back now, like, I was so influenced by what I was listening to that, like, I would act out in school. My at-home life was messed up, so I I didn't care. I talk in class. I talk back to teachers. I fight, whatever, you know. And, like, and I mean, obviously, a lot of people can share similar stories, but I just feel like, you know, mine, uh, everything that happened led me to exactly this place. Like, I know I'm exactly doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I, I represent those that, um, that, 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 that succeed and accomplish that weren't expected to, mm. you know what I mean? Those are the people I represent. The underdogs. Underdogs and just so people that like, you know, made poor decisions Early in their life, right. but still found a way to rebound and bounce back. You know what I mean? The penitentiary is a cold place, and I went at such a young age that I was like, I had to absorb. I wasn't a grown man yet, so right. like everything right. that I absorbed, I could have just completely became that. And people that like know me or meet me for the first time would never guess I've been to the penitentiary before, because I don't glorify none of that shit. Right, but. At the same time, there's like certain things that like certain my I had a lot of downfalls that like helped me so much, you know what I mean. So like, while people are pointing and laughing or like talking down or like throwing dirt on my name about what the fuck's going on with me, these certain circumstances are actually is what making me dope and what's making me succeed. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, but people that never experienced that type of struggle would never understand that. You know what I mean? So how do you feel about, I guess, rappers that that talk about a lifestyle that really you lived? Um, you know, especially if they haven't lived it themselves. You know, I kind of like, I kind of like, treat it like it's, you know, you go to the library and there's fiction and nonfiction. Mm. We read all that shit. You know what I mean? So I don't like knock them. Um, I'm just like a purist. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that, like, I would rather, like, it's more enjoyable if it's, if it's based on a true story. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. If they throw that in at the beginning of the movie, the movie gets real spicy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If it's based on a true story. But, you know, you also have, um, I feel like 
hip hop has brought a lot of the insecurities out of these people. So you have like a lot of insecure people that feel like they have to be a certain type of way to get the response that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like if you really, really are like in tune with like your craft or like you know that you're creating your art for you or whatever the case may be, like you really don't even care about the response. You know what right. I mean? The response is actually how you feel about it after it's finished. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's like, you know, you could be in a room all by yourself and, you know, do a beautiful painting. And just because no one else seen that painting doesn't mean you're any less proud of it. You know what I mean? I'm proud of who I am, bro. Like, I done fought through a lot. I done persevered through a lot of shit that was supposed to make me tap out. Mm. But I know that now that I know that, I know that I'll never tap out. Right. So it's like people are, people will sit and wait wait and wait on my downfall. And it's like, you, you're going to be waiting forever. Because <laughs> I'm not, I know, I can't quit now. You're I'm been, too, I'm too deep in yeah, it. Yeah, you've been conditioned already. I've been conditioned to like, push through you know what I mean right right so there definitely there's a maturity in your music too and like just knowing you and knowing your music for so long it definitely feels like you've found or you're finding that sound like this is what Dot sounds like yeah you know what I mean I, I agree in a sense but I also think that like my I feel like I'm really versatile Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of comes to bite me back in the butt sometimes because there's a certain expectation. Right. But every time I drop some shit, it's like completely way different. Than, you know what I mean? Like, right. not in the sense that I feel like I'm just the dopest. I have the most versatility. I'm just talented like that. But like literally, my every time I just record and put out new music, it just I sound like a new artist. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm fine with that because I haven't really per se broken as an artist right i mean but maybe i have but you know i mean like nobody really knows when that 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 switch flips you know i mean so it's just like i'm just i'm just having fun with it you know i mean i'm just just doing the most i can with what i can i use my resources to the best of my ability and i use my talents to the best of my ability like my last album i haven't dropped an album you know about a, a little over a year but like that music is carrying me, and I, people are treating it like it's still brand new. Mm. And I like challenged myself with that album. I said I'm gonna do a whole project and not do any features, mm. no features on this entire album, just to see what it sounds like, you know? Because I mean, as you guys know, I I I've always been willing to like create with other artists. I've been in groups before. I've I've helped manage other artists and put other artists in positions to succeed and things of that nature. So, like, this time around, like, I had so many different voices, like, people telling me, like, Dot, you got to just, you got to do you real quick. Like, as much as you like to help other people and want to grow and do that and blah, 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 like, you got it. Like, I had people look me in my eyes and tell me, like, Dot, you got it all by yourself. You can do this. And I've always known, I mean, I've put out solo projects before. Right. Um, but I just had to, like, sometimes you really sleep on yourself. Like, right. I, and Facts. I, it, it is, it's more of, like, I don't know if it's a lack of self-confidence or if it's just more, like, me just, like, you know, I'm just, like, 
people think that confused like people think that I'm like somewhat cocky because I don't say much. But it's really not that I don't say much. I just don't have much to say no more. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that talking is just watered down to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can go on Twitter or Facebook and make as many announcements as you want, but like like let's do some shit for real. Let's mm-hmm. like let's succeed in like on a higher level to where what we're doing is like making is it impactful, you know what I mean? So like I just kind of got outside of that uh let me say something so I feel feel good for myself. Yeah. Let me put in this now it's let me put in this work so I could really make an impact, you know what I mean? So your uh, so your first project Jig Latin um the first actually official I, album? No. Well, after I, after my after school. my time. So we could we could travel back in time. Oh, okay. My <laughs> first 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 album I put out like solo album was called Finally Here and I spelled here like a ear like hear it in your ear. But um I put that out in 2005 and a good friend of mine Wiz Dumb, he's a he's a super producer. He's worked with a lot of a lot of different um dudes in the industry from Jay-Z, TI, whoever. He produced the whole project. Oh wow. Shout out to Wiz Dumb. After it was like damn near 20 songs too and it was really really dope and um I put it out, but I had to go to the penitentiary like two, two or three months later. So wow. I never got to push it. There's only a couple people on this earth that have that album. But like, I have a homie named Jamal, and he has every song I ever recorded. And I could call him. I'm like, "Yo, send me this old shit," and I think I him for sure have it. Yeah, shout out to Jamal. But uh, yeah, shout out to him. He's a as like people like him have kind of like always kept me going because I'm like this is like my dog like my dog dog Jamal Chin um but you know so finally here came out and that was like back in 05 and there was a club called Monarch where Purple Martini is now and I fucking used to go in there and I used to have this track called Mo Money and I used to take that shit in there and they used to play that shit and I thought I was just uh <laughs> I was like 19 at the time in the 21 and up club and they was playing my shit I thought it was it and then I had a caught a caught a really bad dope case um and uh had to sit down and do some time um and they, you know, I, I could have done a, I could have had to do a lot more time than the time that they gave me. So I was grateful for that, you know. But being so young and not really have been in trouble with the law, so I got, I got blessed with a little bit of a, a decent plea bargain. So I took it. Um. Then after I got out, you know, and kind of like got myself together, I dropped Jig Latin. I had a song on that album called uh, Got. Yeah, get it together or got myself together or something like that. I got to look. But um, that was like uh, the album that changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I when I put out Jig Latin, it went from, oh, Doc could really rap, but he don't put no music out, yeah. to, 
right. All right. <laughs> right. That, was, that was definitely the thing. It's like, all right, we know this nigga. He, he know he can rap, but he don't ever put out on you. Yeah. A nigga was broke. Shit. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking just did some time with the pen. Nigga, I didn't have no money to spend on no studio time. I did four years on parole. I was paying my PO. I was, pay, you know, trying to fucking eat. Right. I was in the fucking halfway house for twenty two fucking months. I was. They had me. I. They told me if you don't find a job today. We gonna send you back. I said okay. I came back with a motherfucking job at Noodles and Company, <laughs> bro. I will go to work anywhere before y'all send me back. Right. Wow. You know what I mean? So like, there's been like little humbling experiences that like, well, people would never even know that now the success that I am receiving, I'm like, damn, I do kind of deserve this because I, I was in there flipping and tossing that damn walk. <laughs> with, with motherfucking butter noodles and shit <laughs> feeding motherfuckers you know what I mean like yeah. that's like totally not me but it had to be me in that moment cause right. I had to take care of some shit you know what I mean it's easy to easy to say like oh this person should be this or this person you don't know what nobody's going through straight up right. you know and I think that um, the moment that you're able to understand that like it's okay if you're going through something. It's okay if you're broke today. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you're fucking only at the beginning stages of whatever it is that you're trying to do. It's okay because that's the way life goes. You're fucking, you're moving in a positive direction. Right. Not everybody's rock bottoms the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, And I think what makes it not okay is... When people do a lot of flexing, and when yeah. you and when you're trying to create this storyline, or you're trying to build a life that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and then when people actually see it's not like that, then that's where the ridicule comes in. Exactly, yeah. and I mean, more people relate to being authentic anyway. Like, well, yeah. If you tell me, man, I'm broke this week, you know, I'm like, shit, you bro. Feel, I, you I, build, I understand that you build false expectations when yeah. you're front. You yeah. know what I mean? So. For instance, like I'm sure we've all dealt with this. Like you, we've all had that homie. He go out and niggas get to ordering drinks or ordering food, and then all of a sudden the tab comes. Oh, bro, I'm broke, or I ain't even got it. You got me, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's easier to be the man that before you even arrive, like, hey, bro, I'm doing bad. I still want to come. The homie's probably gonna be more likely to be like, oh shit, just come on, I got you. I got you right. Yeah. It feels easier for someone to say they got you in that. In that moment of honesty, people are so afraid to be vulnerable. Right. The moment you accept your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses is the, really the moment you're able to be as big as you want to be. Mm. You know what I mean? That's a gem. But as soon as you fucking, as long as you try to hold on to that one thing that you don't want people to know about you or you're, you're fuck all that shit, bro. Like, for real, like. Whoever's listening to this shit right now and, like, going through some shit and people are, like, talking down or laughing at you or, like, making it seem like you ain't never going to get out of that rut, just fuck them for real because you're going to get out of it Mm -hmm. at some point. And then once you do, all those same people that are talking crazy about you are going to come running back. Oh, as if they weren't just the reason that you was halfway depressed. Right. Like, you're depressing me, you know what I mean? Like, for real, right. you know? So, I just, you know, my my 
my shit is all about motivation only at this point because I had to motivate myself. And if if you can be strong enough to motivate yourself, I think that it's easy to motivate other people. Most you know what I mean? Because we're our own worst critics 10 times out of 10. True. You know what I mean? For real. Like, it's like you you can do something great and you're just kind of like, uh, I could have did a little bit, you know what I mean? A little bit better. Fuck that. Move on to the next thing and keep on doing your dues, you know what I mean? You can't overanalyze anything anymore. You got to just keep keep pushing, you know what I mean? Stay prayed up and stay positive, you know what I mean? Stay consistent, you know? Word. So moving forward a little bit, um, definitely starting to thrive, getting gaining more traction as an artist. Yeah. Music's picking up, following's picking up. Yeah. So we look at that. Global Dance Festival flyer. We see one shot dot on the billing. I know that hurt so many feelings. Niggas was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it is it like. I mean, in all honesty, I pay attention to everything that's going on in town. I don't say much. I don't comment on like everything I see. Right. Not because I'm a hater, but I'm. A, I, pre- I prefer to be an observer. Mm-hmm. My opinion don't necessarily count. You know what I mean. I just like to see what's going on. Right. So, um, you know, as far as live performing, I don't think there's any hip-hop artist in this town that's been actively doing quality shows with major artists on a regular basis over the last three, four years more than me. Right. And, um, you know, I'm super grateful for that. But I also know, like, the sacrifices that I made along the way to put myself in these certain positions. It ain't always about having a hot song and sending in an email and hopefully somebody books you for the show. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe you should have showed up to when it wasn't your show and support somebody else. And you would have met that person that was going to put you on the next show. And you could have had that conversation at that show. <laughs> There's like... I've embedded my life so much in music. Um, People that, like, follow my social media stories, I've been to probably about 400 concerts in the last two years. I believe it. About four four to 500, I would guess. And I've seen everything from... Marilyn Manson and Slipknot and fucking going down to the motherfucking mosh pit and really seeing what this shit feels like and going to Odessa's and Pretty Lights and Coachella's and fucking, I done seen everybody. Now, I'm smart enough to know that, like, if I'm really trying to do music, you know, anything you do, you have to learn up on it. Right. You want to fucking learn how to... Fucking build doors. You better fucking go watch somebody build some doors. Straight right? up. So I was. I seen so many people perform that it made my live performance lit. You know what I mean? And as a result, now people want to book me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool. But I've had plenty of nights where I had to put in countless hours of trying to like. I'm tired, but I'm still. Going to be present. I'm making myself present. Um, and then I've slowly but surely built a really strong team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody says you're only as strong as your team. And it's true. 
because my guys, my go-tos when it comes to this music have, like, helped me so much that, like, I'm forever, forever, forever grateful for these people, you know what I mean? And, like, now at this point in my career, it's just, like, I'm kind of, it's all starting to make sense. Like, all the little work I put in, all the hands that I shook, all the thank yous I said, all the money I invested, it's all coming full circle now, right. you know what I mean? But there's no there's no expiration date on the work you put in. That's the dopest part about it. So you can fucking go 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 go, and this shit lasts forever. These relationships relationships I've built ten years ago are just now benefiting me now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So that's why it's important to like not burn bridges and to like just be cool. If people like you, they'll help you. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So that's another reason why I stopped beating niggas up. Yeah. <laughs> stop made this some more approachable, yeah. Because uh, I wasn't approachable at some points. And it's just like nobody wants to do that's always tripping around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had to let my other qualities shine. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's been a huge learning experience for me. And it's just like really been a blessing that I've actually been able to continue to do music while doing it. Right. Even if I hadn't been able to make any music and my music career was just nothing, non-existent, the fact that I've been to about 400 concerts yeah. in the last two years is pretty damn cool. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. Um, and I've I've been able to build a lot of cool relationships with a lot of artists in the game. And I slowly, slowly grew my respect amongst them and, like, the music shit, the music industry is so small, bro. Like, yeah, people people really don't understand how small it is until you get in it, and then you like, and you're like, oh, okay, this person knows this person, and this is why this is that, and you know what I mean. And so that's where I'm at. Everything's just starting to make sense now, bro. Yeah. So as far as um as far as relationships and as oh, far but as I didn't even finish that. Oh, okay. I went left because we were talking about global. Yeah, the experience. Yeah. Global yeah. was a dope ass experience for me because it was like this is the first year that they invited hip hop to a global dance yeah. festival. It's we normally can't over that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's normally electronic festival, and the feedback from like the people that I was around and the people that were at the that I talked to at the festival was it was great. Everybody was so happy that to have the hip hop edition to the festival and to be able to say that I was the only hip hop artist from the town to be able to rock it was huge for me. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of felt like, you know, sometimes as artists, we always feel like we're under the radar. Don't get the recognition we deserve. Right. And so, you know, when you get good looks like that, it's like, okay, somebody's noticing, somebody's listening Right, but it's like the right people are listening to you know. Right, what I, mean? I don't need Facebook to listen to my shit no more. Technically, <laughs> te- technically you're the first hip hop artist to ever perform at Global. Yeah, that's crazy. Somebody said that Kid Cudi performed in 2011, and if that's fine, I'll, I'll be cool with uh, <laughs> a, a second. You know, what right. I mean? but in the inaugural year that hip hop was officially invited to Global, I was the first ever, and right. can nobody take that from me? Yeah, that's permanent. That's permanent. That's real. So taking it back just a step, uh, Red Dot. So you guys put out two albums, two fire ass albums. <laughs> That's not, uh, you know, 
fire ass albums. <laughs> and we was on y'all's neck and y'all hated it. You know what I mean? Ooh, we had y'all sweat. Had the whole city sweat. Red Dot had they had a they had a bully presence. Uh, I always say that it's kinda like how when Fifty Cent came into the game, it was it was just you know felt. the funniest yeah. quote the, <laughs> the funniest quote out of everything that during that time that was a good time shout out Iman S too, um the funny the funniest shit uh, Jay Carey tweeted he said y'all be treating Red Dot like North Korea and I swear <laughs> to God that shit heavy in tears bro because it was so true but it was like. When we, when we, like, at that point in time, like, Iman was rebranding himself. I was rebranding myself. And what we were doing was just, like, so different. And so, like, just, like, it was just a new thing for the town. It was a new sound for the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew where we were the best mm-hmm. at what was going on at that time. We knew we were. And it wasn't, like... Because me and Iman were at each other's necks. Oh, you, who's going to rap harder on this verse? You know what I mean? You got two of the better artists in the town uh, making tracks together and doing albums together. Like it was, it was a it was a fun time. We we had a lot of dope experiences, um, you know, but nothing lasts forever. People had a false expectation for that too. Like everybody thinks when I left. When I left the group that I was, like, beefing with Iman, it wasn't so much that I was beefing with Iman, but I just knew it was time for change for me. Right. And I didn't, like, we did two albums together. We did a ton of shows. We were performing in L.A. Things were going really well for us. But, like, if anybody knows me, like, they know if something doesn't sit right with Dot, I'll, I'll wash my hands of it. I don't give a fuck if there's a million dollars sitting on the table and, and and if it ain't it ain't all good money ain't good money, bro. You know what I mean? My piece my piece is very expensive. You know what I mean? I I I gotta wake up and just be comfortable with who I am first. Right. Um, you know, and me and Iman had some pretty intriguing deals on the table, but um we had went to LA and performed at a showcase at the Viper Room. A legendary spot in Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, and we performed and did great. Um, and when we got back, I just made like a personal decision. Like I just knew it was time for me to leave the group. And like, it's fucked up because it affected him. Mm. You know, it did. Yeah, they, and they, I know it did. You know, it, it did affect him. We were a group, so. It was a selfish decision in that sense, but when it comes to business, you gotta you gotta always make sure you take care of you, or else you're not gonna put your best foot forward. You know what I mean? I started, you know what I mean. I love making music, so it was just like when I when I when I started not having fun, then I just knew it was time for me to leave the group. Mm. Um, so there were there was a comment that Dot didn't want to get no money. Yeah, I heard that and, that bullshit. And, and you're saying, he, he just didn't know what to say. And you're saying <laughs> he didn't know what to say in the moment because it wasn't about not not wanting to get no money. And y'all don't put my life on the line for money. So and you're saying yeah. all money isn't good money. So was it just? So it sounds like there were just some things on the table that you just weren't trying to rock with. Um, and maybe that was taken as oh, Dot doesn't want to get money, but no, I want to. 
Dot wants to get money, but just not this way. I want to enjoy this shit. My enjoyment means more to me than money, bro. I done had a lot of money, and I done been broke before. You know what I mean? Money fluctuates. My peace of mind never will. Mm. Like, I'm not out here trying to, like, I don't care. Like, I really don't care, bro. I don't care. And when I say I don't care, I really mean that. The way people feel about me, people, the decisions that I've made along the way and shit like that, I don't care because I know that, like, I follow my instinct. The one time I didn't follow my instinct, I went to prison. Mm-hmm. In that moment, when I caught my case, I told my motherfuckers, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. And I went. And that was the last time I didn't follow my instinct. So it was just an instinctful thing for me, like. I didn't go on social media and air Iman out or about what was going on behind closed doors. I know and he knows. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Those I are think, only two people that even really need to know. Yeah, I don't think either of you said anything about it, really. No, nah, we didn't. Yeah, I think it was I, just one of those lingering things. And everybody was, could tell yeah. because we stopped tagging each other and yeah, shit. Yeah. Everybody was like, okay, so what's up with that? And honestly, the, the first day I met Iman, I was going to fight him. So, like, <laughs> we came a long way to becoming a rap group, all right? Like, it was a definitely a struggle. I'm a... I'm, I'm well known from my side. He's well known from his side. You right. know what I mean? And... We put all that to the side to fucking do a powerful thing. And I, I don't regret anything that came from Red Dot. Like, that was dope. We yeah. fucking, we did some really cool shit. But like I said, nothing lasts forever. You know what I mean? And if you can't continue to try to, like, when you, you know what I mean? You can't just make something. Like, when it's, go- when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. The thrill is gone. thrill is gone. And the thrill is gone. So as far as and I know you've been working with um, uh, a lot of artists. I think I don't. I went, yeah, maybe recently. Uh, Capri Bibbs. Oh yeah, I helped he, him out a lot. Yeah, you was I helped him out helped him he, with uh, this project. How was um, that? It was dope because I it gave me like a different side of the music game. So for those that don't know, who Capri Bibbs is he's a running back, NFL running back. He plays for the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. but he used to play for the Denver Broncos. He had called me one day. He was like, "Yo, die! I want to rap." Like, all right. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> you know, like, right. you a half a rich nigga. You know what I mean? Like, don't, why are you even, you know what I mean? So yeah. I thought it was a joke. So I told him to come to the crib. I had a little setup at the house. And he recorded a song. And uh, oh, I forget what the name of the song is. Because we had did a whole project. I was even on his album. Right. But, um. He recorded a song and he liked it too much. And then, <laughs> and then it was he's a rapper and I'm like trying to tell the homie like you're a football player too, bro. Like you gotta, you know what I mean. So, right. but that was fun. You know what I mean. He had the project came out. It got a, good, a lot of good response. Von Miller posted it. Fucking his his first his main single had like nine hundred thousand streams on Spotify. Like wow. you know what I mean. Like regardless of how it happened, like it. It made something happen, you know right, what I mean? Right. So it was just dope to see, like, a little unorthodox situation of us just fucking around and recording it in my living room to, like, it actually became something. Like, people cared about it. And, you know, he's still doing his music thing and shit like that. And, you know, that's my dog. I still fuck with Capri. That's my nigga. Word, word. So what's next for Doc? Um, well... You know, translate is out now. Translates out right now, um, and that shit still sound good. I love like putting out projects and like getting back to them 
months and months later and seeing if like, oh shit, is this really as dope as I thought it was when I had it out, put right. it out? Because everything's dope when you first finish it. And uh, it still sounds good, and it sounds like it's current. So like all the show, the music that I've been doing on all these shows has been off that album. You know what I mean? I haven't been doing no Red Dot or no, even none of the shit I was doing with Chaz. I, you know what I mean? So um, translates out. I'm doing a new project with Wisdom. We're doing an EP together. Um, he's gonna produce the whole thing. It's called Luna. Okay. Um, you know, and the reason I called it Luna is because. You know, everybody wants to talk about the wave or riding the wave. But I have to remind niggas, I'm the source of the wave. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm the source. I'm the reason that these waves are taking off. Right. This gravitational pull from Luna mm. is going to really get this that's wave right. That's a heavy flex. You know I mean? <laughs> that's a big flex. But the reason why, <laughs> the only reason why I say that is because I stay true to this shit the people that stay true to this shit are the really the reason the people that push the culture forward you know regardless of like whether you're a rapper or a fucking blogger you just gotta stay true to this shit like a f- lot of fuckery going around a lot of clickbait this is yeah. I don't ha- I ain't never had to do that you know what I mean I don't I don't come up with marketing schemes or just like uh, what do they call it you know publicity stunts yeah. i don't have to do that right you know what i mean because that's just not who i am you know so like there's plenty of ways that have started off of publicity stunts and whatever the case may be but like as long as you as long as you like stick to the source the core of this shit the core reason why things become wavy then we'll be all right that's why guys like me can stick around. That's a bar right there. Yeah, right? I mean, that's why I'm 33 years old, but I can do songs with Smoke Perp. You right, know what right. I mean? I'm 33 years old, but Warren G's on social media talking about putting respect on Dot's name. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You got Smoke Perp and Warren G, two of my closest industry friends. Two different generations. Two different generations. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm comfortable with bridging the gap because I know how to like make sound current, but also still give it enough substance to where the hip hop peers still fuck with my shit. You know what I mean? It's vital. Um, yeah, man. So check this out. One last question, then we're going to wrap you. One piece of advice, knowledge, whatever that may be. To the to the uh, the next young dot out there might be a young kid. He's coming up rough, in and out of the system, going through some. What would you tell him? I tell him um, to be patient. First, um, rappers have really bad anxiety. They put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like, I'm not successful if I don't blow up or whatever the case may be. So they put a timetable. I want to be on by the time I'm this or I want to be this or whatever. And it, it develops a fucking mental health condition within them that they don't even realize they created upon themselves. Right. Like I told you earlier in this interview, we have to stop being so hard on ourselves about every single fucking thing. You know what I mean? Just because a car gets a flat tire doesn't mean the car is not going to work no more. So 
you have to um, be patient, be patient, be patient, and know that if it's for you, your time's going to come no matter what. Right. All right? You have to be patient. You have to be humble because nobody in this music industry that I've met, nobody likes to deal with egos. It's so much easier to work with humble. Humble people are easier to work with. You want to work with them. When you fucking have to work with somebody that has an ego, you're just like, oh, fuck, this nigga's on his way to the studio. <laughs> and then, so be patient, be humble, um, stay true to yourself. There's always, like, there's always going to be people that tell you who you should be or what you should be or how you should think. And, like, just remember, you're unique, so it's okay for you to be exactly the way you are. And the last piece of advice I would give is to um just be mindful of like what you surround yourself with, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of shit that out that's going on that you can invest your time in, or things can happen that take away from your ability to create. Right. If you catch a case, you're not gonna be able to create. If you if you fucking on dope every day, no pun intended. <laughs> you, how are you gonna create? You know what I mean. Dope every day, but, but you dope. know what I mean. Like there's like you gotta like your choices. You're gonna get your results based off of your choices, and it's just small choices, big choices, you know. But it's like it's okay with taking baby steps. Like right. I said, you know. Everybody's gonna hire, hold, try to hold you to this highest standard because they look on Instagram or look on whatever and say, "Oh, you're supposed to have this type of chain. You're supposed to have this type of car. You're supposed to be having this type of girlfriend." And it's like, no, you're not, because the game don't owe you nothing. Right. And that's the biggest thing that any artist that like I help manage or I help. Uh, or I'd give some advice to, is remember the game don't owe you nothing. So you can make a million songs, and you might get one play. Mm-hmm. So what? Keep making your music, right? right. If, if you if you love it and you enjoy it. People are always too busy looking for a pat on the back and recognition and shit. This game don't owe you nothing. You got a short window of opportunity Make the most of it, you know. You got an opportunity to make a bigger impact on the world beyond your music. So you have to find yourself and become a man and be a man first. And then your music will be way doper, you know what I mean? And I just think, you know, that's the biggest issue. Everyone's trying to, like, chase whatever... The cle- that that yeah. um, that imaginary <clears throat> person. You have to be a certain type of way to be to achieve these successes, and it, it, is, it doesn't work like that. The most authentic people, people that are just genuine themselves. Like when I think of that, I think of like Andre Three Thousands and Eric Badu's people that are literally just them. Yeah, those are the people that win in this game. Back. You know what I mean? Or that last. And in life in general. And in life in general. Yeah. So as far as uh, social media, how can people follow you? How can people catch up with you, connect with you? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. 
I like Instagram the most. Um, you can find me on Instagram at one spelled out. So O N E and then underscore S H O T underscore D O T one shot dot underscores in between. Um, I'm on Twitter, one shot dot music, Facebook, one shot dot for my fan page. And then Lauren Moore for, uh, friends but i don't think i could add any more friends <laughs> i got five thousand motherfuckers that just be watching yeah facebook gotta get over like that click shit. like nigga. <laughs> first of all that the other this day. is one thing i do want to say about <laughs> facebook okay let's this get is in, what trips me out let's get into it <laughs> i hate when y'all come up to me and be like yo dot i see you working i die you putting it in yeah that was hard i seen that like, how do I know you've seen it unless you engage with me? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I be clicking like on everybody's shit. I click like on your ugly ass kids, everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to show that, like, you're doing something good. Whatever. I'm happy that your family's well. I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm supporting y'all. Here. Right. Here's a like. Yeah. If you're like, if you can't cough up a like, that is like, yeah. damn. You know bro. why that is, though? Cause y'all North Korea, bro. Yeah, North Korea. <laughs> people, people, but you don't also gotta remember liking but, but, or coming. But see, like I also set myself up for that too, because I, I did. I had North Korea with Red Dot, and we don't even want to get into the conversation about you bun. Yeah, we left that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole show. So you know, yeah, what's yeah. that? We'll let that go. Yeah. We, <laughs> almost, we almost made it out without <laughs> acknowledging that. Shit. We had to though, you know, yeah. one time for the one time, only because you know I've always I've always done my best to like do something new for the town, support the town, fucking put content out for the town. Uh, when I'm building relationships with people in the music industry, I represent Denver so well, and I make sure that I do. Because when I say they say where are you from, I say I'm from Denver, Colorado. I can't be out here looking like a duck, right? Because then they'll automatically assume everybody from Denver's like that. Yeah, that's why I'm. I, that's why I'm like, okay, well, you know, a lot of people don't. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this from a humble place because I'm super, super blessed, and I'm super, super fortunate. I know it. But everybody wants to be a rapper or, like, rappers in the town. Like, everybody, whatever, cool. I need to start seeing y'all at the rapper shit. Mm. Y'all, I don't see them at the rapper shit. Right. If you're a rapper, you got to be at the rapper shit. So, like, if I'm in L.A. and I'm at a function where all the industry is, I need to start seeing other Denver rappers there. Right. I'll be there by myself. And it's not to say that we need to be there together, but I want you to be there too. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I went to the BET Awards for the first time this year. Great experience. Represented Denver really well. You know what I mean? I went to Coachella for the first time this year. I've been knocking out a lot of first-timers this year. Got to spend a lot of time with Kara Lewis at Coachella. She's pretty much the biggest agent in the industry right now. So it's me, my manager, and Kara riding around, really chopping it up, soaking game. If you ain't up on Kara Lewis, look her up. She represents Travis Scott, Eminem, Erica Badu, The Roots, Russ. Like, really, really powerful woman in this game. It's just like, when I, now that I'm meeting these people and these people are, like, supportive, supportive of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. It gives me that feeling of, uh, yeah, I belong. I, I'm in this game for the right reasons, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So, like, 
if if rappers in the town want to progress, mm-hmm. y'all got to start showing up to this rapper shit, like the real rapper shit, not yeah. this, not the club, not these local little whatever, whatever. That's cool. It's great to build a buzz in your town and all those things, but it's vital, vital, vital to show face and be be uh, inspired by the, your surroundings. I spend a lot of time in L.A. now, so I'm inspired by my surroundings because I've embedded myself in the music industry. If, even if y'all don't want me, I'm in this bitch now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the message that I just want to send out to all of the artists from the town that are listening to this and like, kind of like, are too afraid to ask me a question or <laughs> don't want to approach me. The only advice I'm going to give any of y'all is show up. Yeah. Show up. That's all you got to do. Same Find a way that. to show up. You know what I mean? That's Even if I mean. it hurts your pockets, you got to show up. Because I done spent, there's been times I had to, am I going to eat or am I going to put this bread towards this uh, music? And I chose to put it towards the music. Right. You know? And Show up. You got to show up. We're going to wrap it at that. Hey, yes, man. sir. That's real. Man, y'all make some noise for One Shot Dot. Hey, give it up. Give it up. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate dope, y'all. Dope, man. Dope, man. Um, definitely going to be doing a lot a lot more um, performances out of state cool. or things that I'm targeting now and then putting out two projects before the end of the year, early next year. Um, a lot to be excited about. All right, looking forward to it, man. Keep an eye out, man. And while y'all looking, make sure y'all hit that lifeisdope.shop. Get some gear. We're going to have some brand new stuff for I the need fall. some new socks. Yeah, yeah, man. Get some socks. People love socks. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of shit on there. Um, just keep rocking with us, man. We appreciate y'all. We're going to be doing a few Thanks for having me on the show, fellas. Absolutely. Also, uh, be sure to check out uh, Mez Brand, mezbrand.com. Yeah. Must be 21 or up to consume. Mm-hmm. And you already know this already. One last thing. What's up? This is important. <laughs> I know y'all just did y'all's thing, but this is really important. Artists also need to find ways to expand their brand outside of music. Right. So Big facts. I've been doing a lot of um, brand ambassador work. Um for a CBD company called Cured, um, I've done. I've been doing brand ambassador work for a sports drink called Body Armor and things like that because I people know I have pretty close tight knit relationships with athletes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like I've also embarked on like being more than music because it it all makes yeah it makes the gumbo even much better. You know what I mean? Right. You just can't just you got to put more seasoning in there, you know what I mean? Right, There's right. more to life than just the music. The music's a part of it, but you got to be a person too. Like people, especially with social media media nowadays, people want to know like what you do, who you are, what you like. Well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So any of those companies that he just named, if y'all want to rock with Life is Dope, we are here. <laughs> yeah, we are here. And speaking of uh, expanding the brand, once again, you can check out Mez Brands at mezbrands.com. They have mellow, inspire, up tempo, and gold. So no seeds, no sims, man. Vape is the future. But yeah, man. That's Life right. is Dope podcast. I'm Graffiti. And I'm Davey. Yes, Lord. We out. Woo.